Oh, shit. Monday, March 18th. It's a beautiful fucking day to be alive. It's a beautiful world. You just happen to be in it, you bad motherfuckers. Get up. Salute the flag. Wash your balls. Wash your pussy. You don't want to walk there with fucking mildew in your asshole. <laughs> it's the day after St. Patty's, motherfuckers. Little Almond Brothers for you guys here. Lee Syatt in the house. Kick that shit, Lee. Oh, shit. I don't know why. All my money. Are you fucking kidding me? We're opening up with the almonds today. That means you gotta get up, wash your ass, and fucking walk and polish the fucking gun. Cause it's going down today. When you open up with the almond brothers, it's that type of fucking day. Somebody's getting fucking strangled here. Listen to these motherfuckers. 1970. Are you kidding me? Or what? Six white guys and a black fucking drummer. Black people weren't even drinking out of fucking water faucets. And they're over there banging it out with the almond brothers. Check yourself. Hit that shit, Lee. Oh, shit. What's happening, baby? What's going on, you beautiful motherfucker? Now, much man, I haven't heard you this in, into a band for a while. You came over and you were, like, dancing almost. Let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. Yesterday, the day before Saturday, I got this on the iPod in the living room. Okay. Which is the old-fashioned iPod. But I don't take it out of the house unless I go to the gym or I fly with it. So if I lose it, I don't give a fuck. I got some brilliant songs on there. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy of mine put a bunch of fucking heavy, heavy-duty music. One of the songs was Whipping Post. I'm sitting there with my fucking daughter. And it's blasting. Because <laughs> I, I had the remote and I couldn't find it. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. My daughter was passing out by the minute. And I'm listening to this, singing this to her. A whipping post, and I'm like, this is a, this bitch is bitch is bad to the bone. Her lullaby is gonna be fucking whipping post. But I'm sitting there and I got overwhelmed. I'm like, I can't believe I'm holding my daughter to whipping post, and he's just dropping it. But put put that back where we left it off. Listen to fucking Greg, D- Greg Dwayne. I mean, these guys. This is real fucking white fucking pride. Listen to this fucking guitar. God damn it. These motherfucking kids forgot about this shit. This is white fucking pride. Before you shave your head and put a squat sticker on your fucking head like a fucking Momo, listen to this shit, and this will make you fucking realize what the fuck is really crack in this country, motherfuckers. Put that guitar on. Little Dickie Betts at fucking six in the morning. Listen to this guy's fucking soul. Are you kidding me? You'll leave me here with an orphan smoking this fucking bazooka of death here? That's our second one. Listen to this guy's fucking passion. Are you kidding me? You want to go listen to Chris Brown and his fucking stupidity? Listen to this motherfucker. You can feel his fucking soul, cocksuckers. That's what I'm trying to say to you. If these people ain't got soul like this, don't hang with them. Why are you wasting your time with these fucking Momo soulless with a pair of glasses on trying to be intellectual? You think Dwayne fucking Allman had fucking glasses on? Or Greg Allman? To the whipping pup. Tied to... I, I'm going to have to go shoot some heroin and come back to that. How I'm fucking feeling. You know what I'm saying? This is what happens when you get seven and a half hours of sleep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ugh. I haven't coughed like that for a while. Don't you? This shit is so fucking good. I've had this drawing since I left the fucking New Orleans. I came back. It's still sticky. I can't roll a fucking number. Oh, my this God. This was grown by these fucking Hawaiians. 
They have like blue eyes, look like apocalyptos, and they <laughs> kill the grandmother and she's buried in the backyard. <laughs> this is some fucking tremendous weed. I wish I could share it with you motherfuckers, but I can't. It's a beautiful day to be alive the day after St. Patty's, all you fucking momos that got dressed in green. Got, got, got. Get the fuck out of here. The only thing you're doing with those people sign them blow so they fucking can make their final frontier. That's what, that's what I would get excited about, St. Patty's. Why? Because I'd be selling fucking 40s for 50. <laughs> Wait, uh, beer or, or, or... Blow! Oh, okay. Hey, think, who do you think makes them drink that fucking beer? Budweiser and me. I show up with a fucking package of salt and they do two lines of that shit. It's over! Jesus. Over! They'll be yeah. drinking till fucking six in the morning. Let me tell you, I went out to one St. Patty's and I knew it wasn't for me. Why not? Listen, I've never liked fucking drunk people, all right? Oh, yeah, I hate Ever it. since my mother had the fucking bar, I don't need people breathing on my neck with fucking vodka <laughs> breath, with poop off on their breath, my fucking eyebrows are burning on fire. I don't need that shit. <laughs> and they hug you and they tell you the same shit. I don't want to hear that shit. And when I get like that, it's time to fucking go home. So I never liked that whole thing. I don't like that whole booze thing. Anyway, if you drink, that's your... I don't give a fuck. I smoke dope. I do heroin. You know me. Gorilla biscuits. I stab bitches. <laughs> drop them off off to 170. Yeah, it was a... Uh... Like like I've told you, uh, like the, sometimes I feel like I'm missing out. Yesterday I wasn't one of it. Like I drove by uh, uh, Irish pub yesterday that is normally dead. Like there's like cobwebs in the in the windows. But yesterday there was a line <coughs> on the block, and that's I'd much rather drink at home with friends than go to a bar. One year I got talked into taking a bus and going into the city and with a bunch of people and stopping at every bar. You know what, man? It ain't for me. I like my reefer and I like being peaceful. I never really like going out as a bunch of a fucking pack, like 12 fucking animals. Listen, the more guys, the less pussy. <laughs> the more fucking idiots you do, you, 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 you go out solo and you're depressed like James Dean. Why do you think James Dean got so much pussy? Because he's by himself. Go, he go out by himself, depressed, always with his head down, thinking like he was going to kill himself. Chicks love that shit. Anyway, it's Monday. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I hope you're getting your fucking day. Start a tremendous weekend. It was great to be home. I didn't do dick. I went to the Laugh Factory. Watch the fights. The fights. What do you think of the fights? I uh, I love the Carlo the Condit uh, Hendricks. Who was it? always a great fight, yeah, Carlos Condit. Always. Yeah, that was great. I liked him more than I did the last two fights because versus GSP he didn't do that great, and Diaz I, I didn't like him versus Diaz like I've already said. Um, but I said that I, I wish uh, Dana White and the UFC would do something. I was talking to my my friends, and if they would let like the last three fights of the pay per view for like twenty bucks. I would do that every time. I'm never going to pay 60 bucks for the whole thing because the rest of it was kind of crappy. Well, th- there was three great fights on the on the main card. Mm-hmm. There was like two in the preliminary card, and there was one on the other card. You know, I, listen. When GSP's on the card, they they focus on GSP. Yeah, they know the strength of GSP. They could put two fluff, and, and the Nick Ring fight was good, and the other one was good. But <coughs> uh, it's funny. I was telling Eddie and those guys, and you've seen it. We discussed. You came to see me in Bray a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the Saturday Night Late Show, I wasn't happy with my set. People mm-hmm. laughed, and they probably had a good time. But you and I have seen me do better. Yeah. Okay. And I left there, and I was like, I could have done better. And I went over my notes, and it was my energy, whatever. It's funny. You could see it in GSP's face. He had the same thing. He knew. He knew. Let me tell you something. If uh, Diaz had one more minute in that third round when he opened him up, yeah, he would have knocked him down. He knew, and he knew it. He knew it, and he knows he's got to do something about that. He knew. There, there always seems to be one thing in when Diaz fights, the last few fights that I've seen him, that he, uh, everyone's like, oh, if he had only done that. Like, why does it seem like he's never really fully prepared? Who's that? Who's that, Diaz? Yeah. 
it's not. It's it's not the same guy that comes out and throws punches. I mean, the last time he fought that really looked really really effective was against BJ Penn. And my and my, you know, Carlos, uh, uh, you know, outmaneuvered him, uh, outsmarted him. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I, I, a lot of people don't like that style of fighting. I like Anderson Silva when he says I like to come home. And the way I left, I want my face. I don't want my kids to see me cut up. Yeah. So uh, elusiveness, it's not about getting the ring and banging it up. It's about outsmarting the fucking other guy. At the end of the day, it's about who's going to go home with the less fucking scratches and punches and win this fucking thing. Yeah. Sometimes, and Carlos gives you exciting fights, but he fights very smart, Carlos. Yeah. He fight, he's a great fighter. I've been a fan of his since the fucking WEC. I love Carlos Condor. No two ways about it. Always have, always will. Big fan of Greg Jackson's camp, and it's basically because of him and Winkle John. Love him. Nothing about him do I not love. Now, I asked this with the question the other night, and I know the answer is no, but just the first thing that I thought of when I saw him lose was, are they going to cut him? Because they cut all, no, the, they cut all no, those people. No, 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 no. So he's what, fought two world-class fighters, and he's lost by fucking pussy hairs. Okay. He has not lost by, you know, gone in there and just... Not improving. Every time you <laughs> listen, like I told you a thousand times, MMA has helped my comedy because I broke my comedy down into sections now, like MMA, mm-hmm. and I have to work on each of them individually. Okay. And that's what MMA, and, and when you, you know, it's like when you watch a fighter and you haven't seen him in six months and he's like, man, my punch, I've gotten better, and you watch it, and he's running out of cardio in the second fucking round. You get disgusted about paying that 44 fucking dollars. Yeah. You really do get fucking disgusted. Because uh, this guy hasn't improved. He hasn't done anything to, to make his, his, his you know. Uh, I was just listening to something on the radio. He, he, uh, my wife has the satellite like you have. Okay. And the new car. Yeah. And, and my fucking Subaru. I just have stations. And I was listening to the station. And the guy was talking about improving himself. How Kodak set the bar in photography. And they're out of business now. Yeah. Because they never improved themselves. You know, Kmart never improved themselves. Uh, he named eight companies. He said he bought the fucking iPhone, and he threw it away, because he went to Verizon, and he got the Samsung, some, some G. Galaxy, probably, He yeah. says, it's fucking amazing. It's easier to handle, and he goes, you'll see. In, in three years, if Apple don't get it together, because now they're running on fumes now. I don't know the technology. No, it makes sense. Shit, my, but, my iPhone, I've had it for about a year and a half, and it's, it's starting to shit the bed, so it's... Uh... Uh, that's what everyone says. I, I have one. Guys, they make them too fucking fast. And we, we as a society, let me tell you something. I got an iPod on my fucking thing that I'm embarrassed to take out of the house. It's the size of this computer. It's <laughs> one of those iPods that are fucking huge. Yeah. I can't throw it away. I've taken care of it. It's falling on the floor. It lost 100 pounds with me at the fucking Y. It lost. And I have friends that said to me, throw that away. It's going to fall and the music's going to go bad. Not today, it isn't. I got a camera Joe Rogan bought me in Philly six years ago. Mm-hmm. A digital camera that I still takes pictures. That if I really wanted to use it, I could use it. It's weird that they've outdated the software. Oh, of course, yeah. And, and you're like, why did you outdate this? To make you spend more money. We live in a society that they want you to spend more money. And they want you to throw away your shit when it's still fucking perfectly fucking new. Perfectly fucking new. Exactly. That iPod I have is big, but it sounds fucking great. And I, and in the fuck in the living room, I have one of those things that you put it in and it charges it, but it's speakers. Yeah, speakers in, yeah. But it's the speakers are amazing. Leave the speaker sound in there is amazing. I got it from that Play Sharper Image. Okay, yeah. Fucking amazing. Five years ago, three. I don't even know when the fuck I got it. They probably at the beginning had to make them good so people would get hooked because I bet now if I bought an iPod now it would never last as long as the one that you have has. Come on. I mean. I, I could be wrong, but... This is what I'm saying. I've had my iPad. I don't know how the fuck you yeah. people are happy with all this shit. 
when I have something, I'm, I'm an only child. When I was a kid and my parents were raising me, mm -hmm. I was spoiled. So I would leave shit out in the fucking in the corner. I would do this. When my mother died and I had to fucking work for my shit, and when I spent two hundred on something, I knew it was my fucking thing. I take care of that fucking thing. Yeah, I take care of that fucking thing. And then some people laugh at me like Joey, you're cheap. What? No, I'm not cheap. This is perfectly fucking good. Yeah. If you buy into this phone shit every eight months, they're gonna fuck you up the ass. You know, there's sometimes you're like, you know what? I got what it takes already. This is this camera works. But if you're telling me they're making this shit cheap from the start. That pisses me the fuck yeah. off. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the town I grew up in. Kids would get cars from their parents all the time. Like they eat like BMWs, like nice cars. And uh, I bought my first car. It was a shit. It was a '97 shitty Chevrolet Cavalier, and like the hood was like the paint was coming off, and and the the fucking door wouldn't open all the time. But I never got in one accident, or had one ticket when I was in high school. And kids and kids who had parents give them their cars were crashing and getting sure, their cars to appreciate fucking shit. It's amazing. When I was a kid and I was spoiled, I didn't appreciate nothing. I used to rip my shirts and shit. Once I had to start paying for shit when I was 15 and 16, now I should I make my shit last. I got a TV I won't throw away. <laughs> my wife is furious at me. <laughs> because when we met, we had a shitty TV. Yeah. And I did this gig one night, and it was like the first time I ever got like over like $200 fucking dollars. And I go, Terry, let's stop at Kmart and... Uh, one of those northern towns, and I buy a TV. Okay. And we bought this $200 TV that, to this day, you got to see the picture on this fucking thing. It's in my closet. And she's like, Terry, you got to get, Joe, you got to get rid of that. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm saving this for like a, a man cave or whatever when we move. You know, it's one of those TVs that you don't give a fuck what happens to. It's got another year or two left on it. Once yeah. it blows, it blows. Yeah. And I'm not just going to put it out in the fucking street. Just because, you know, society says that every year and a half... I can't believe it. I really can't believe how people react to the fucking iPhone. I finally got it. Yeah, I, I know. I got the, the, the five from Sprint because they kept sending me fucking emails that they were putting bonuses on my thing. I was like a year over on my phone. Oh, okay. Every year they give you 75 bucks credit or something towards a phone. Oh, okay. I had like $190 credit. I've oh. been with Sprint for 10 years. Oh, cool. Since okay. 2004. Joe and those people are right. I held on for the pager... Till 2004. Jesus till I got my Christ. first. When did Spider-Man... Whenever Spider-Man 2 came out, whenever uh -huh. I shot Spider-Man 2, 2003. I've been with Sprint since 2003. Because I remember I took that check and I went and I bought a fucking Sprint. I owed money and my credit was bad, but they still gave me a phone, but they only gave me a $2 limit every month. Oh, okay. So if my phone would be $201, they cut it off. I'd have to stop what I was doing and go to fucking Sprint. And pay the dollar and change for them to turn it back on. Oh, jeez. You have no fucking idea. Where's the music today, Lee? Little I want to be around. It's Monday. Get up. Get out there. Do your goals. It's a whole new fucking week. You want to quit smoking cigarettes? You want to stop taking it in the ass? It starts fucking today. Write your goals. Go to onit.com. See how you can start looking better and feeling better. Drink some fucking water. Look at Lee. But what? I want to be around, Lee. It's Monday for the fucking spirits out there. For your mother. For your father. Whoever the fuck. Light a candle and think about them. Here you go, cocksucker. I can't like this fucking roach. It's too sticky. This is the worst weed in the morning. I wanna be around. Oh shit. Like Uncle Joe, he wants to be around for you motherfuckers. When somebody breaks your heart. Oh shit. Look at this fucking monster of a roach. This thing would kill a roach. <laughs> like if I put a roach and this pot roach in a room together, we'd wake up and there'd be blood everywhere. <laughs> and this roach would wear this shit. Lee Syatt looking good, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying, Juicing. Buddy. A somebody who 
Yeah, Tuesday will be a month on it, so I'm excited about that. Wait. What? Why are you lowering the music? I'm getting into it. I'm trying to spark this fucking roach here. You're going to burn your fingernail again? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You understand me? I'm fingernail. I go to the manicures. I go to the little Korean lady. She bumps it out. <laughs> and I'm back in business, all right? You don't fucking lose a roach. This thing was so sticky before. The roach went on fire and it stuck to my finger. <laughs> Jesus. I got a blister. I can't type for a week. But who gives a fuck? I held on to it like a soldier. You know what I'm saying? If there would have been a fucking storm. Yeah. Like, I'm out in the boat. Like, when I came from Cuba on the raft, if I would have fallen off and shit, I would have been smoking this. I would have just popped my hand up and it was stuck to my fucking hand. Look at that. No one does. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fuck around here in the church of what's happening now. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you had some coffee and some oatmeal and you washed your fucking muffler and you're thinking about your day and how you're going to go out there and make it a little fucking better for yourself and for everybody else. I got to go to the eye doctor today. For what? I don't know, check my eyes. I haven't gotten new glasses in two fucking years. They keep sending me emails from insurance. It's time to go down there and check your eyesight. It's time to go down there. But what do you do if they said you had to wear glasses all the time? No, they say I gotta wear glasses when I read and when I, when I eat pussy. I don't fucking <laughs> know. What the fuck? Well, you gotta wear glasses. You gotta wear fucking glasses. Okay. No, no, you, you always hate wearing them. No, I hate wearing them. I can't wear them because of what people are doing now. They wear glasses to look exotic and to look smarter. Like somebody gives a fucking. You people buy into it. No. No, no, I wear glasses to read. I'm embarrassed to put them on here because I don't want you people think I'm trying to be fucking, you know, Steve Martin or some fucking swarmy <laughs> fucking cocksucker. I hate that shit. You stonely? A little bit, yeah. We got to re-roll. I got to, you know what I'm going to do? I got like 19 roaches over here. I'm going to put together like a Puerto Rican blend for us. When was the last time Uncle Joey did that? About every day. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Not when I mix a couple different fucking blends. This is old school shit. This is what Puerto Ricans do. They take a... See, the problem I'm having is I can't find the fucking glue no more. That's how bad, even with the glasses. I got it. What the fuck? My computer. Lee, you're fucking it up here. Keyboard. Keyboard shortcuts here. Lee, what's happening? What are you doing to my computer? I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. 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 Nothing, Lee. So, Lee, what else did you think about the fights? Hmm? I got it. I got it. I'm just teasing you. Oh, okay. Um... I, I, I enjoyed the fight. It's a lot more fun when you watch it with friends, and I, I saw it with a buddy. And um, I mean, who usually watch fights with your enemies? No, but sometimes you're just it's a weekend and you just want to be home and you just watch it by yourself. But um, I don't know. You talk about watching fights with your friends. I, I thought you went down there and watched fights with Germans and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Lee went and got coffee yesterday. At our usual place, you know, we go to the same place. We don't make believe we're fucking special and go to fucking uh, Starbucks. And uh, we go to this little dump by the house over here. I've been going to what for, for years. We've been going there. And I'll tell you what, nothing bothers me and you motherfuckers that drink coffee and don't want to take a shit in the coffee shop bathroom. <laughs> Two people took shits back to back. And here's what pissed me off, that if I go into a bathroom and somebody takes a shit... Like, I go in there prepared. Like, if I know somebody took a shit in there, I definitely... Because for me, I'm the type... Listen, dog, I don't give a fuck. I will pee on the street. You know that, Lee. I'll take my dick out anywhere. <laughs> Cemeteries. You saw me in my mother's cemetery. I'll take my dick out and make believe I'm birdwatching. <laughs> that's how you do it. You don't grab your dick and piss. You take your dick out and you make believe you're birdwatching. You're talking to somebody on the cell phone. And they look at this. They don't look at your fucking helmet. And you twist it from the side. It's like a Hollywood punch. You know what I'm saying? When you see a Hollywood punch, they shoot it from the side, so it looks like you really hit them, but it didn't. It's on an angle, you dumb fucking malooks. Meanwhile, you go home and tell people how tough fucking uh, 
Randy Couture's or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it took you about an hour and a half to pee because he would go and come back and be like someone's in there. This man. guy was in there for a fucking hour shitting at a public bathroom, which really fucking burns me up. Listen, you want to pee or something at a public bathroom? That's okay. You want to shit because you had like bad fucking Hindu food or something <laughs> like that? Because that's what makes you shit that quick. It's like bad curry or bad fucking juju food or whatever the fuck they eat. <laughs> they think that, oh, it's so cool to eat this shit. Next thing you know, they shit in fucking blood. But... How many times did I get up to go to the bathroom? At least three or four. This mother nasty motherfucker <laughs> was in there pissing, shitting. I can't go in there. It pisses me off with that specific place. I love the place. Yeah. But there's somebody who keeps going there to take a fucking shit. <laughs> and it pisses me the fuck off. Lee told me something when we were sitting there yesterday that was very interesting to me. You know, Lee is uh, new to all this. You know, Lee's an editor by trade. He's a comedy fan. He's a fan of baseball and football, but Lee's a, a sweetheart of a kid. And we've had conversations about Lee thinks that he's missing part of his life. And it's amazing, Lee, you weren't cut out to be at the standard, jumping up and down on a Friday and Saturday. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people ain't cut out to do what you do, to hang out with me and smoke dope and eat edibles. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people ain't cut out for whatever. And that's what, that's what makes life special, that we're all fucking different, that yeah. we're not all, you know, we all don't like the same shit, you know? And hey, Lee, I think the same thing. I'm not part of a comedy circle. You don't see me hanging out with a lot of these white dudes and whatever, <laughs> giggling and hugging like George Clooney and whatever, you know? And sometimes I think maybe there's something wrong with me. You know what? Maybe there's something fucking wrong with them. Yeah. And I leave it at that. You know, I'm with you. You're with me and they're with fucking us. That's the way I've been thinking since I was fucking 13. You know, and, and if somebody don't like it, go fuck yourself. That's old school fucking thinking. And Lee, you said something to me uh, that you've never been to a strip club. No, it, it, uh, the 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 joke I say is because I don't want to pay a cover charge, which is partly true. But the real reason is, and I, I asked you about it because you uh, you've been a little bit and you you dated a stripper, but I just I can't get over. I don't like the feeling when someone doesn't like you. Like I, I don't always have to be liked. Like I don't care if I piss someone off or something. But if someone's judging you, like I feel like a stripper would just like. Just look at the guys coming in and just hate. It, it just feels like if I like with especially with porn on in the internet nowadays. Why do I want to go and and feel like shit to do it and and in front of people? Like and she won't even be that. She won't even be fully naked. Or if she is, she's not doing anything with it. It just I don't know. It never made sense to me. Only well, time for us to get a little honest here. You couldn't fucking catch me in a strip club <laughs> if you fucking paid me. I was in a strip club when I was 15 at the Meadowlands Inn, <laughs> and I saw a woman sit in a banana and put fake teeth in her pussy and take them out and give them to guys. And, and it was cute when I was 15. And mm-hmm. Then as I got older, I went to a couple strip clubs. You know, you, you go with your buddies, you're out. It's six years in the car. The same way I ended up at the gay bar that night to get blow. The same way. When I was 18, I didn't have a fucking car. So I, I was at Gorillas. Wherever they went, I went. Yeah. Uh, in 87, when I got pinched, the guy that ratted on me was a big-time strip club guy. Big time. He walked in, and all the girls came running to him. He sold them weed. He gave half of them blow. You know, he spent money on them. He was cool. You know, uh, he had the tattoos, the bike, the pit bull. He had the whole fucking set. Did I like that lifestyle? I think it's fucking disgusting. You know, for you people who don't know, that the guy I got caught with in the kidnapping... The reason why he wanted to kidnap this poor fella, this fucking moron, was because he had this stripper, a nude stripper, that was fucking a 12. 
This bitch was banging. Spanish chick, that was amazing. He had her living on his couch. She was divorcing her husband. But she wouldn't sleep with Steve until she got a divorce because she was Catholic. <laughs> a stripper wouldn't do it. Jesus. So she wouldn't sleep with this guy. And I don't want to call them strippers, but they were the exotic dancers, whatever the fuck they are. And I have a few friends that are on it, my ex-podcast. With Felicia, she used to be an ex-stripper. I have nothing against strippers. Carol, the girl that calls that I dated for four years, she was a stripper. When I when I when I dated her, I never went to pick her up. One time I went to pick her up, and she told me to come in. And that was the time I seen Fucko throwing dollar bills or fucked up Farley at the girl. He died two weeks later Jeez. at Star Strip on La Cienega, between uh, Beverly and whatever. Yeah. right there, La Cienega Star Strip. I think that that's what I never went to see her. I've never been one of those guys. I never, you know, works for some people and don't work for other people. I don't like people touching me like that. Yeah. You know, I don't like women touching me like that unless I really fucking know you or whatever. And, and it's just disgusting that a guy would go in there thinking that he'd have a shot with this chick. And I can't tell you, listen, man, I'm right here to tell you when I first got divorced. This is what happened. When I first got separated in 91, our relationship was fucking fine, separated. You know, I was doing my thing, she was doing her thing. There was a strip club in Boulder called... The bus stop. It was. It was. The guy who owned it died. He left it to the church. Jesus. So the church had to run it now. And they were running it. They were running it. Oh my god. It's not like the pastor was in there. It was the you know like they hired a manager to run the club. Then they paid him a salary. So one night, I was heartbroken after my divorce. I wasn't a strip club, club guy then. I was heartbroken, and some guys after a comedy club said, let's go to the bus stop, and I went to the bus stop, and I leached onto some fucking girl. And again, she was going to meet me at Denny's later, because she liked me, like a lot of guys do, and I met her, she showed up, and then when she got there, she told me she wanted 200 bucks. And I'm like, you, I said, I'd rather fucking choke myself than give you 200 bucks. (laughs) I'll take you to dinner, though. That week, this fucking dirty fucking animal went and sat in my ex-wife's chair at a barber cut. My ex-wife cut hair. Um, she went to my wife's chair. So I'm going out with a comedian, Joey Diaz, on Friday night. I wouldn't pay her the 200 to fuck her. Hot little girl. But it wasn't for me either, Lee. I went to the one hooker house that time, the 1040 Club, and after that, I can't pay either. It makes me feel weird. I don't even like the strangeness of it. Yeah. You know, when I go to Vegas now, they're all over the fucking place in Vegas. Yeah. And I don't like the strangeness of it. I don't even like a woman in my fucking room in the, on, on the road. I don't like a woman in my hotel room on the road. No. You know, I don't like I don't, I don't like going in unless it's going to happen. You never went to Hooters either. I wouldn't go to fucking Hooters no. either. All you're going to get from Hooters is blood coming out of your ass. They're going to pop your ulcer. And a chick with stockings on. These are strippers that don't want to make the fucking commitment. Fuck you, <laughs> you little dirty whore. You want me to come in here and tease me like I'm in the fucking sixth grade? Go fuck yourself. I've never been one of those guys. I could sing around with a bunch of chicks and look at them and giggle. and break. I, I've never been into that shit at all. Either you're on the boat or you're not on the fucking boat. That's, yeah, but that's a, that's a strange thing you're, you're talking about. Like the guy who goes in and like just throws money around so that like they, the girls really love him, but they don't. They don't. Like, that's the entire... Like, that's what I'm scared of, like... You hate the fakeness. Yeah, it, just, it freaks me out. It's a hustle. Hey, listen, you gotta put... It's Hollywood. And They're it's, acting. It's Hollywood. And there's nothing against the strippers. Um, I don't have a problem with what they're doing, but, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want them 
to like to to hate like I feel like they'd hate hate you as going in. So it's not like the strippers are bad. Like they're doing. I mean, if if I looked like that, I'd be a milk stripper. Fuck it. You know, let me tell you something. I'm being a kid and people going, you know, you need a car, you need a bunch of money to pick up the chicks. You just need your heart and your fucking dick and balls. You go up to any fucking woman, you tell them what you're feeling, and either they get on the boat or they're not. There's women like, like fake fucking guys. There's women that love that shit. You know, they love the fucking Chris Brown looking motherfuckers that'll go up there and, and giggle and you girls fall for that. Shame on you, you dumb fucks. <laughs> Shame on you falling for that dumb shit. That shit you fall for when you're fucking 13, you know? I don't like that shit, you know? And that's those girls. They come running with the heels and shit. It's okay when you're fucking 10, guy. And then once you see a bad butt, you see the other side of it. I love Carol. I really did love Carol. I hated that she did that. It destroyed me as a man. I couldn't move fucking forward. Yeah. Here I'm dating a woman that's on guys' laps, telling them guys touching the tits and shit. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Those no, yeah. people that show up with their wives and somebody fucks your wife, you're a filthy fucking animal. A you- filthy fucking animal. I remember that, that. You hear that tape we did? Me, Tebow, Triple E. Remember we were talking about I heard you talk about the 750. And we all had to do comedy at a, at a disgusting house up in Beverly Hills with people fucking wives. And, and this idiot showed up with tattoos. <laughs> Here's my wife. And the girl is five feet away from They have kids together. And some fucking gorilla is fucking your wife on tape that you just met at a party and you're Dude. giggling about it. That's disgusting. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah. That's another level of fucking disgust. You should be shot and fucking hung, you know? Yeah, or, or, I just thought about it. Are you a jealous person when it comes to... Because I, I... Yeah, I'm fucking jealous. It's not that you're jealous. It's that this is your, there's a certain way how to act around fucking uh, your wife and my wife. And there's certain fucking ways. And there's certain ways she has to fucking act. Yeah. Because, like, uh, uh, jealousy is made out to be a bad thing. And you don't want to... Like, I'm not saying if, you, if, you, if your girlfriend or wife has a friend who's a guy... Like you, you throw like throw a fit or whatever, but at some point, like I could never like it's like it's like I, how I imagine wives or moms who have kids or cops feel. Like if a, if a girl I was dating was going out to a thing, I it would I wouldn't be able, I'd probably go insane. What about this joint? You gonna smoke this fucking number with me? You gonna make me smoke it by myself? Put some music on. What do you got, Funko Joe? I know you got some fucking groove in the oh, stop, you fuck. Okay. It's Monday, cocksuckers. Get up. Put some salt in your asshole. You gotta get out there. Get on the train. It's snowing. It's fucking cold. I know you're hungover. St. Benny's. I don't give a fuck. You should have thought about that. You're an adult. Fucking drinking like a fucking momo. On a, but at least you're on the Lord's Day doing blow and eating pussy. I commend you for that. You're a fucking savage. Hit it, Lee. And you're going to wiggle Funk with Joey today. You haven't wiggled in a week and shit. I what? wiggle every day. What are you down to? How many pounds? Uh, today was 56. 50 fucking six he's losing. Look at him. He's handsome. He's back into his fucking yarmulke. For years, he couldn't <laughs> put that fucking yarmulke on. Look at the size of that melon. Now the yarmulke fits. What, Lee? Let's do this, motherfucker. Monday, March fucking 18th. Get it. Hit it. What? Oh, shit, Lee. <laughs> I couldn't dance for another. Dun, 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 dun. Oh shitly. Oh shitly. This is it right here, motherfuckers. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Get out there, tackle a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it, baby. Wait, you gotta smoke this reefer with me. You got me over here fucking solo and this is like nine different mixtures of weed here. This is what Michael Jackson smoked before they gave the anesthesia and shit. Oh shit. 
you can take and cut this shit before I fucking light your little elbow as I'm fucking. <laughs> what? What? I like that. Fu- I like your fucking forearm hands on spy, you little Jew fuck. I love you. Fucking Lee at Bad motherfucker. I'm very proud of him. The church should be very proud of Lee. 56 fucking pounds. Some shout outs. Dead Squad, Connecticut. Dead Squad, motherfucking Holly. Bang that motherfucker. Nobody said the low. We're just giving shout outs here. What? Well, thing, the thing I'm more proud of is how much I made you laugh yesterday. That that, that oh, killed me yesterday. He is a fucking knucklehead. Little <laughs> shout outs for the Americans here and for the Irish and for everybody out there. Little Dan Nagel, I love you. Ralph Santa Maria down there in Miami. Carly Holmes. Andrew, Andrew, whatever. Denny. Van Haber, you're back. Joe, the ordinary user. Joe, Mr. J. Rivera and J. Palmerville. I see you over there on Facebook making it fucking happen. Some shout outs to my main people. Onnit.com. Go to onnit.com. Get your life. Just because it's March 18th, don't mean that you can't start now. A lot of people said, well, I'm going to get started January 1st, Joey. Then January 1st, they ate a fucking donut. And they said, let me push it back. Now it's March 18th. You're still sitting on the couch confused. Get the fuck up. Get the fuck up. Even if you don't fucking go to Anna and buy something, go to fucking GHV, go to fucking, get the thing for strong bone, like Joe says, and get the, the recipe and go to fucking whatever, make it yourself. I don't give a fuck. Put Clothline and Nassatol together on your own part-time, but get up, do something, make me fucking happy, make yourself happy. You know, my wife always says to me, Joey, Joey, what the fuck? I don't want to go to yoga on Wednesday. I said, you don't understand. That's why all these women have that postpartum fucking depression because they sit there with this ugly kid and stare at it all fucking <laughs> Get out of the fucking house. Go do yoga. She's got to go to 11 o'clock yoga today. Well, I'm at the fucking eyeglass gym. What, what weed store? On, oh, the weed store in Grand Rapids. What are you bothering me for? It's a fucking holiday, Death Squad, Michigan. Get your shit together. I don't know what the schedule is in Michigan. It's uh, 6.35, so that means it's 8.35 in Michigan, and you're already looking for weed. In other words, you got fucking emotional. Anyway, <laughs> I'm over here smoking dope. Yesterday, we're at the uh, coffee shop. We're waiting for this guy to shit. And me and Lee are talking as usual about stupidity. And I'm telling Lee how Lee's got a hot little cute roommate. He's single now. I'm like, Lee, why don't you just mug the roommate? And he's like, I don't know, Joey. You know, like, or he goes, maybe when I lose some more weight. I mean, they make a cute couple. They giggle together. She's cute. She's 22, right? Yeah, 22, yeah. I go, Lee, what you doing? You go over there. She got the little blankets. You, you stick your finger in there. You just machine gun right between the little asshole and the monkey right there. You just machine gun it really lightly. And she would just pop her head and go, Lee, what are you doing? And you say we're friends. And you're hoofing those two fucking fingers from the side. And you just massage that little monkey in oh. his face. Look, at he gets all hot thinking about it, you little Jew dirty bastard. You can't do that to somebody. Yes, you can. They love that shit. It's element of surprise. You Japs do it all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why they fly into you while you're sleeping. Oh, no. They fly. Uh, yeah, not that. So, so next thing you know, these fucking two jerk-offs sit next to us. You know, two of those people that are rich, but they want to be poor. They dress dirty. The guy had his hair a fucking fake blonde. The chick didn't even wash her hair. That dirty fucking pussy fuck <laughs> with these house sandals on. These fil- But then they pulled up in a fucking BMW 7. Filthy motherfuckers, you know? And uh, they're sitting next to us trying to be fucking politically correct. The guy was a half a fucking fag, I think. I think he was a, he was a Republican dressed up like an artist. You know, I'm an artist. You're a fucking scumbag. 
leaves eight inches from this guy saying, Joey, I'm not going to stick my fingers up her ass. And I, he doesn't stop there. He's like, I'm not going to machine gun her ass. I can't do that. I can't tongue her asshole like you. I can't. And I'm dying. And this guy's hearing this. And guys, I'm on a fucking, uh, I'm on a little bite. I, I already had 300 milligrams of THC flowing through my bloodstream. <laughs> I'm fucking baked to the gazelles. And Lee won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and every time he says, I'm not going to stick my tongue in her ass. Or I'm not going to let her piss on me. And she's definitely going to shit on my chest or whatever the fuck he said. I'm dying. I'm getting dizzy from laughing from the high, the blood pressure. I'm getting fucking dizzy. Lee never had me laugh. A lot, nobody's made me laugh that hard. Like, because I love when it happens. That's what happens when there's a table fucking full of room that's open. You ever see? You ever go to a dining room to eat, and the place is fucking not busy, and there's a table, and you sit at that table, and all of a sudden somebody else comes in, they sit right next to you. All the time, man. The fuck, and the waiter brings them over there, and you feel looking at the waiter going, dog. Give me some fucking room. The whole place is over. You want people sitting next to me. For what? I don't hate you or nothing. I just don't want people sitting next to me. I hate fucking people sitting next to me. That happens in the movie theater a lot, too, and that's worse because they choose it. Like, I went to the movies with my dad when he was here. We went to see, to see a movie, and this little Asian guy with a backpack came, and, and a half-empty theater came and sat, like, literally in the seat next to my dad. Oh, no. I would have said, yo, get up. Get up. Come on. You got to go, dog. The whole fucking place is empty. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. That's like, yeah, but you were turning red yesterday. Like I, I, I couldn't even believe it. Dog, I was fucking howling and I was high, and you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. I'm not gonna lick her asshole. And the guy would look, and then you'd say, "I'm not gonna machine gun her asshole. I'm not gonna put my fingers there." Lee, did you do it? She's fucking hot, and she's got. She's 22. She's got perfect titties. You know when they're 22, you know if they got a little B cup, they're fucking sticking right up. That's how she go out there and give her a stab. I'm like, I do that when she's sleeping. And a pussy tastes good in the morning. You ever eat pussy in the morning? Yeah, of you? course. No, early in the morning. It's got that little pussy duo. Yeah. It's got a little pissy after, aftertaste. After a night like that, like it's it's hard to sleep sometimes. Like you wake up at like, you go to bed at three, but you still wake up at seven together. So yeah, yeah, of course. So why you wake her up when you tell that little asshole? Yeah, yeah. You better have bail money ready. What bail money? You wake a chick up with your tongue, there's no bail money. You rip, you wake her up ripping her clothes off, hitting in your face with a dick corner or a dirty <laughs> hole. Like, you know, yeah, then they'll call the cops on you. But she's on your couch. It's not like you met her on the street and took her home and hit her on the head with a stick. <laughs> You're just going to rub her clit slowly like that, like a savage. Look at you. Oh, shit. You eat that little pussy, that jum jum juice falls out. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, you were dating a, a girl a few, a few, like a while ago, and you said, like, some, something oozed out or something? Oh, yeah. She had a little ooze come out of her pussy. I don't know what it was. Chlamydia juice or fucking whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like sour fucking toothpaste. You know oh, my God. Yeah, you, said, fuck. you said, like, the toothpaste tastes like sour cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We still got it, cocksuckers. Monday, get it, make it happen. Write your goals. A <laughs> <laughs> pussy. This tastes like it was delicious. Oh Jesus Christ! Don't you miss eating that little monkey early in the morning? Lee? I do, but I'm not gonna do it to a girl like unexpectedly. No, that's what do you want to do? Send her a postcard and tell her you're gonna eat her pussy? No, they like it. They like to wake up to it, like like music. Nah, it's like waking up to the Stones. You can't get what you want. You hear angels singing. You got a tongue up your asshole. If she messed <laughs> you up with a tongue up your ass, would you dial 911? Can you imagine? Like, no, I wouldn't, but I'm a guy. Hand, go down there in that little Jew dick and rub your little Jew feathers together <laughs> and take the yarmulke off the helmet in the morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking suck your little stomach. What would you do? You're going to call them? No. No, 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 don't do this. Fuck no. You're going to let us suck that little Jew pipe? Uh, of course I would, but it's different. <laughs> like, that's, that's. I'm trying to say that with a straight face. <laughs> that's why Brett questioned all of them. We're like, so, like, mummified when he said that on that podcast. Cause what he, podcast? About what? About, about Lucy Snorbush. Fucking, no one does that anymore. No one, you can't just, like, even without the quaalude, it would have been enough, but. You're on a quaalude, you break in, and then you do it? What are you going to do? You're going to call them and tell them you're coming? You're going to send them a text, I'm coming over to eat your pussy? No. Some people like the element of surprise. I would love, in my youth, when I was single, if somebody woke me up sucking my pipe. You imagine a woman breaks into your house, stabs her, and sucks your dick tonight? No, no, not for a guy. That stabs would be amazing. her in her sleep. Just fucking stabs her, goes in the room, puts the knife down, and takes your little fucking juf fucking helmet out and... Why are we talking about this late? People don't, don't want to hear this shit at 8 in the morning. That's why I try to tell you, Lee. This ain't fucking... Oh, I'm losing it, man. So you've never gone to a strip club. I'm very proud of you, Lee. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, I can't even... We'll go together. <laughs> All right, we'll do a podcast. And we'll see that it's not fucking... You know, about... Uh, well, it's got to be 12, 13 years ago. I did something. I got a check one afternoon that was bigger than expected. When I lived on Gardner, okay. over there, by El Compadre. And if you walk down El Compadre on the Sunset Strip, if you cross, there's strip clubs. Yeah. Right before you get to La Brea, there's a strip club, the Seventh Heaven, the Seventh Vale. Okay. And then if you go around the corner, it's that real popular one on Sunset. Not the one down by the clubs where people go to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on La Brea. Okay. I bought Coke there. I didn't have to go in. The Armenian used to hang out there, and he'd meet me outside by the gas station. And while I was pumping the, the car up, he'd come over and bring me the blow. But, the, excuse me, that place next to La Brea there on Sunset, Okay, that's where all the celebrities go. They don't do shit in there. Like, they'll just show you titties in there. And then you have the other one, the the Seventh Vale, where in the afternoons, I think they lick your balls there. Ugh, in the, in, in that's the, the worst part of the afternoons. Right, where they, which is real dark in there. And one day, I went in there very dark with money, and I walked out. And I could have got my dick sucked or whatever the fuck they do in there. Even at that age, I felt creepy. Yeah, I always felt creepy about that. I don't like that touch type thing. I like to have a relationship with someone. Not a relationship, but talk to them a, a little bit at least. Um, and it's just, you know? there's one over in West LA, right on like, at the entrance one, to the right, 405. Right, right. Like, it's literally almost in, on the on-ramp. And it's like next to like, like an auto body place. I'm like, this like this just doesn't seem like the right place to be. I don't the, know. the best thing, I, when I started in Denver... There was the Diamond Cabaret, I okay. think, is in Denver. And when I first started doing comedy in 94, uh, the Diamond Cabaret had just opened. And on Monday nights, they did a combination comedy strip uh, thing. Jesus. And I remember sitting there, and the word on the street was that they had good steaks. You know, like that was the word on the street. And I remember sitting there seeing guys come into strip clubs, like four men, distinguished men, and they would eat. A steak and a baked potato. And women would come up and go, would you like a dance? They're like, no, 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 no. We're here on business. Like to be big shots. <laughs> Jesus. And I feel like the third one, the girl would sit and they'd impress the girl. Like, we're, yeah, we're here talking about 401ks. And that shit has always driven me fucking crazy when idiots think they're impressing this other idiot by talking big in front of her. Or giving out like little dots like we're in the mafia. And the girl's like, oh my God, they're in the mafia. That shit has driven me fuck. When I used to date Carol, she'd come home once a week with some fucking story of a guy. And I'd say to her, if he was that, why would he be in your little fucking dumpy strip club and wherever the fuck you work? Yeah. You follow me? I mean, these guys go in there and they'd be better. It's a whole creepy fucking game that is just, uh, 
I don't know. It just drives me fucking nuts. Do you feel bad? Don't you have friends that go to strip clubs? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not. And what do you say when they go, I want to go out to the strip club? I've had, I've had it a couple times, but more, like I, I've never been I've never been like in a car and like had to say like no no because I, I mean I would go, um, I don't I, I don't care if anyone else does it. There's actually a story. I my I went to New York when I was like six, and we walked by one of those peep show things, and I asked my dad what it was. He's like, "There's a naked girls dancing in there," and I like I said, "Why would why would anyone pay to go see naked girls?" Like I just didn't it didn't understand it when I was like six. And it, I don't know. It, there's, I don't really have any judgment against him, and I, I, I probably wouldn't end up going. But it's like, it's never something I would yeah, want to do. Not your style. No, hey, listen, man. That's what makes it special. That we're different. It's weird because when I was about fourteen, we used to go to the city to play hooky and walk around New York. Yeah. And one day, a bunch of us were walking by, and some pimp made us go into like a bar in the afternoon. Jesus. That's how you learn. And we sat down at the bar, and we're like, you know, we're fourteen. They're like, we don't give a fuck. We're <laughs> You know, we're like, really? Give us a vodka tonic. Give us a, a whatever. And all of a sudden, a girl comes next to you, and she sits next to you, and she lets you rub her titties and shit. And she's like, can I buy something to drink? And you're like, what are you buying? She'll drink champagne. It's $30. Here you are in the eighth grade. You got like $12. And she's looking, and you're like, no. I don't have to do no fucking money. And they throw you out of there. That was no lesson we learned. Jeez. But one of them, my buddy cracked open the champagne, so we all had to chip in. So... And I learned my lesson that way. <laughs> you follow me? It's it's fucking crazy. It's a complete different animal that some people are into it and some people don't. I question myself sometimes why I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. Like I question myself sometimes like why I can't right now. Because when you get off Victory, off the 170, yeah. there's a huge strip club. Oh, okay. With the valet parkers and the whole thing. A lot of times it's 1030. I know my wife is sleeping. I'm driving home and I see this and I'm like, eh. Yeah, and and it's not that I don't like naked girls. It's like that. That's not the thing. It's just like that. It's it's just the whole thought. Of, I don't know. I'm when I, when I did coke, you when I was doing blow, you could probably get it easier to take me to a strip club. When I was doing blow, it would be easier for you to get me to a strip club, just because I was halfway there. Okay. And I remember a fucking story when I worked on Thornton in 104th. I was about 30 years old. At the time my wife was pregnant, I was in the halfway house and I had to make money to get married. She was about a month pregnant. Okay. When Alex Ray called the podcast. Yeah, of course. Alex Ray was one of the guys that was in the halfway house. I was like, I gotta look up his number again. I lost his number. Really good kid, Alex Ray was my roommate. But Alex Ray, there's one particular story where for six or seven weeks, <laughs> I was selling blow at the halfway house with no problems. Mm-hmm. I was pulling up. Walking in with my suit on, people would wave. I go upstairs, I cut the coke and sell it. Okay. What the fuck was my uh, thought here? Holy shit! What are we talking? About? Uh, strip clubs. Okay. And there was one weekend when I was and, and I was making money. Lee, I was I was I was loan sharking money in the halfway house for rent, so people yeah. could pay the rent. And I was selling blow. Plus, I was doing. It was the first year Mitsubishi. <laughs> Mitsubishi had released the Eclipse. Oh, okay. That little really big, and people were buying them at sticker. So I was making six, seven hundred dollars a piece. I was selling one of those a fucking day. Wow! And I was trying to pay for a wedding. I was paranoid. I was young. I thought I was, and I was really going to get off cocaine. Once I do this, I'll stop selling coke. And I was not doing blow, people. Here's the beauty of the story I'm about to tell you. I was not doing coke. I was selling coke. 
I was probably putting away an ounce a day selling at this time. I was making money late. How much would that make you back then? Ah, 2000 Jesus. And you'd buy it for what? 1500 In those days, I was getting ounces for 800 Jesus. And I would cut the Coke a little bit, like get 35 grams out of it and sell it for 60 80 if I knew you. If I was friends with you, I'd give you the whole rock and not put any Coke on it. You know, I used to get it from this Mexican dude that had a gym in Acapulco. <clears throat> and they're opposite. Their seasons are opposite ours. Okay. So he would come up in the wintertime and give me that blow. He would leave it in a paint can for me. Fucking crazy stories. But we're talking about this night, so I have this half ounce of fucking blow. And I got to be at the halfway house at 12. Okay. And we used to get off at work at 9. But this one particular <sighs> night, we used to get off at work at 9, but it was a late store. So something to my <laughs> puke. No, no. Jesus fucking Christ. I took a sip of water. Cocksucker, because I keep seeing you go like this, like you're going to get sick, like when you drink that fucking bat juice you're drinking. No, I'm fine. So there's one night, we used to get out of there at 10. Uh-huh. And there's one night the owner was like, let's get the fuck out of here at 9. So I had three hours to kill, and I got this half ounce of blow. Mm-hmm. At this point, it was like uh, I was clean six months, but I would, I would have it in my pocket, and I was dying to fucking do it. All I needed was an excuse. Yeah. So on the way home one day, I see this place, because in Thornton, Colorado at the time, they had bars that had no booze, but the chicks danced naked. Okay. And I said, let me pull over at this place, <clears throat> see what's going on. I go in there, and they have a Korean girl. At this time, I had never really seen an Asian <laughs> naked girl like this. But this chick was just wasn't a naked Asian. This chick was bangingly. Yeah. She had the fake titties, the beautiful bush, the whole fucking thing. And they didn't dance in the private rooms. They danced in stalls. Oh, so you okay. cut deals with them and tackle them and suck their pussy and do whatever the <laughs> fuck they want, dog. I started giving this girl bumps, so I started doing fucking bumps. I started eating her pussy. I think I walked in there with fourteen hundred dollars and I left there with nothing. Jesus. And I left there coked up too. And I had to go back to the halfway house. And it's not like you could call the halfway house and say, I'm not coming back. You don't show up at twelve, there's a warrant out for your fucking arrest and sheriffs are starting to look for you. So I had like an hour to straighten my face up. Yeah. Stop sweating. I stopped, I bought Visine, I did everything I fucking could. I took the coke, I hid it in my socks to walk it in so I could make my money back. Oh, uh, okay. I blew everything on the stripper. I don't think I fucked her. Oh, I ate her, I ate her ass, I sucked her tits, I fingered her, I think she gave me a hand job. This guy pulled the fucking hair. I mean, <laughs> she was beautiful. For 1500 trust me, I pulled, I left the pussy stink on my hand so I could jerk off at home and get three more wax out of it. Jesus. I mean, you know, we're fucking disgusting savages as men. And I'll never forget, I went to the half hour. Like, I thought about this girl for two or three days. Here, my wife was pregnant at home. I mean, I was fucking nuts. The blow, and I went back on the blow. That Korean sent me over the fucking top <laughs> with that hot little fucking Korean twat. It sent me over the top, Lisa. Yeah. Jesus. So, so I had, I've had, I've had adventures at strip clubs. I don't want you to think that I'm some, you know, pussy or whatever. It's just been really weird. Like, I never really, I never even remembered that story. So I was writing years ago. Oh, okay. I never remember that. What led me to that first bust? There was that Korean girl with streaks in her hair and a suntan. I mean, this girl was banging. And she was like from here. She had grown up here, you know. Oh, uh, okay. And I'm sure I'd love it if I went to it, but yeah. But you got to go to old Buck Wild. See, I don't want to go to a place where the chicks show you their tits and they don't take their panties off. I don't, I don't even like playing games with people like that. Show me the monkey from day one. Yeah. I don't want to play Houdini or play fucking, uh, you know, what's behind curtain number two or show me your titties. Come on. Show me the monkey. Get on your fucking hands and knees and show me the fucking, your real soul. 
Show me that fuck. Where's the music, Lee? You said you're going to play some fucking music to perk me up today. Monday morning, we got to get these people going. I can't send them out there with a bad mood, Lee. No, we never do that to them. Oh, shit. Michael Jackson Mondays and shit. Go out there. Smack a fucking kid. Let them know the Captain Kirk by the Enterprises. What is this shit? What is this shit, Lee? It's this thriller. Oh, shit. Here you go, Lee. You gotta wiggle up Uncle Joey today. Let me see you wiggle, Papa. It's Monday, man. Oh, shit. Put your hands up in the air like this. Do the genie. What's this? Is this the genie? Oh, okay. Just move your neck. Like a genie. Don't you know what a fucking genie is? I've never heard of that disco move. We just invented it right fucking now. That's why nobody's ever heard of it. You okay. Fuck. Like this. So you put your hands up and then you like shake your head? Okay. But you gotta move the neck, you fuck. Oh shit. I can't, can't do it. Hold on. Oh shit. Bust it, Lee. Lee, you want to smoke another number? No. I gotta join us some shit to the fucking capitalize you. You know what I'm saying? I thought you, I thought you smoked all of it. I smoked all of it, but you don't think I got. Oh shit, the sticky icky. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I'm happy you guys are with us. I'm back. I'm in Sacramento, California this motherfucking weekend. Nice. What days? Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the, at the Punchline in nice. uh, Sacramento. I like this club. They got a sushi place up there. That's oh, nice. Rocks. I can't wait. I'll be up there. But I'll be up there after Easter. No, no. I'll be up there Good Friday. Oh, yeah. And I have a good time at this club. It's a small club, very personal. I can't wait to see my main man, Abe. He runs the fucking joint. And you're going up there with uh, D'Agostino. He's a nice guy. He's a funny, nice guy. D'Agostino's yeah. a funny fucking kid. Last night, I left him flat. You know, Lee, I got to tell you something, man. Uh, it's funny having a child now because my wife is like, well, you have to get the kid on a schedule. And I've always known that. And what's fucked up about me and my mother never put me on a schedule. I didn't nap till I was 20-something. Okay. Like, I never even knew you had a nap in the afternoons. You just would be up? I'd be up. You know, and it's funny how you have to nap. And it's funny how the last eight or nine or ten years since I discovered sleep apnea. I know a lot of people have been sending me emails that ever since the doctor called, they've gone for East Lap sleep apnea checks and they've gotten sleep apnea. So thank you very much. You know, when we do these fucking podcasts, it's not like we sit here and jump up and down and shit like that. I try to get you, like today some guy was supposed to call at 630 about your health and fitness. You're like, Joey, you and Lee are two fat fucks. You know, we're just two swingers. Why the fuck do we got to listen to this shit? Because it's men's health, man. And if we could help anyway, each other anyway, I get emails from people sending me tips all the time. I got a great fucking menu some guy sent me. This is what we do here. So some nights we're going to talk about eating pussy. Some nights we're going to talk about drugs. Some nights we're going to talk about that there is a future in your fucking life. We've got to keep improving ourselves and improving our health. You know, Lee's inspired me to go back to Weight Watch. I went back to Weight Watch. I don't even want to tell you what I weigh. But I stuck to the points the last three fucking days. I knew once I went to New Orleans that that was the epic out of this. I knew that my wife's pregnancy, but I also knew this director, and I knew that he wanted me fat for this role. Like he <laughs> wanted my stomach fat. When I went to the audition, he goes, you trimmed down a little bit too much. You got to start eating some Christmas cookies. <laughs> so I fucking knew. I knew he wanted a, a heavier Joey Diaz, and uh, I feel good. I've been doing that. I've been doing the elliptical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was saying you're doing a lot yeah, of cardio. no more weights, no more nothing. Just elliptical, the fucking treadmill. And uh, the bag. That's it. I'm going to kickboxing today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll run up there because they have an elliptical machine at the hotel and they have a pool. Okay. It must and be hard on the road because I, I couldn't do it if I was traveling. I couldn't. No. The road is easier than here because you have all this time. Every hotel you go to has something. Well, working out wise, but I mean eating wise. It's even easier. Really? I'll tell you why, Lee. When you're here, when you're at work, how many times do I call you at work? What happens at your job? Don't people bring food in? Yeah, all the time. Okay, so here, you got donuts. 
and you got shit in your fucking back. The, the thing about society today is that there's no more excuses. You could curb your way around everything. Any yeah. place I go to, I get a bowl of oatmeal, correct? Yeah, yeah, for breakfast, yeah. I get a bowl of fruit, correct? Yeah. Breakfast. That's it. But I mean, I mean, I know in like bigger cities there must be like like in New Orleans you could have nice. Food. City, every city has oatmeal. Everybody's got Denny's. You follow me? So it's over. There's no more excuses. Yeah. Some of the best oatmeal you can have is at Denny's. Why well, for breakfast? But like, what about for lunch? And lunch. Dinner? Everybody's got a chicken breast. And everybody's got a salad. Yeah, that's true. And everybody's got a half order of a salad. There's no more excuses. And yeah. Everybody's got diet iced tea, and everybody sells water. Yeah. I don't want you to go to McDonald's and get a salad. That's not healthy. No, yeah. But if you're out and about, every restaurant has a lettuce, tomato, and onion salad. Yeah, and it, it's funny. I was I had to go return a movie last night, and I drove by a Carl's Jr. at midnight, and it was packed. 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 And and I wouldn't. I used to not like. The only reason I would notice it before is because I'd be pissed. I'd have to wait in line. But now I noticed it, and it's uh, Mike Dolce said something when he was on here that. Uh, when you think about eating fast food, you should look at the people going in and out and think if you want to be like them. And there were like I didn't see anyone like 800 pounds last night, but I was like, because I've been having cravings and just seeing them like just wait in line and getting at like I was thinking about it at midnight when you're supposed to be going to sleep. You don't like you could be hungry, but you don't need that like that food. That's nightmares. That shocks your fucking when you're sleeping. That destroys your fucking internal system because now your internal system is working harder. You're a billy goat. You're eating fucking garbage. Yeah. So now your body's trying to sleep, but trying to destroy that fucking thing. It's toxins going into your fucking body. I can't even imagine. Like I said, I was never. I'm not a late night eater, but I'm definitely not a. And like I said, I don't know how many times I went over to Yum Yum Donuts when my wife was pregnant at night, <laughs> and I'd look over at Taco Bell and go, "Wow." But they also tell people smoking is not good and people smoke cigarettes. The oh, same yeah. way I smoked cigarettes for years. They also tell people they're not drinking soda. It all goes hand in hand now. Yeah. And if you look at it, once you step back, Lee, right now you're still young in this. Once you step back, you start to see, wow, I've survived without this. Yeah. It's like when you go to prison. For years before I went to prison, I was like, I need to smoke weed. It's like I told you, once you go to prison, all your phobias disappear. All that shit <laughs> that you need, all that shit that you fucking need. Yeah. Goes away, and you find that about a lot. You uh, you find a, uh, a lot about yourself. That things that you need and you could do without. Yeah, of course. And the things that you could live without, and you're like, wow, I hear I thought that I couldn't live without weed. What am I gonna do? You live, you learn to live without it. And yeah. it's the same way with, you know, uh, there's no excuses. I hate to fucking say this. You could go to the subway and get a tuna salad with no bread. Yeah. One ninety nine. You're taking your chances and trying to get uh, sick. Because a lot of people get that fucking, a lot of people get that tuna, get food poisoning. I've oh, really? seen it more on Facebook. I got food poisoning about six, seven years ago. Uh, but if you really want to eat healthy, your options are there. Every airport has yogurt and fucking strawberries and granola now. Oh, Every yeah. yogurt to go. It might not be the healthiest thing, but it's a lot better than getting an egg muffin and a thing. So there are options for people. Oh, yeah. And that's what I learned through Weight Watchers. And that's why Weight Watchers is the best diet out there. Because it teaches you how to eat again. It teaches you to eat a bowl of cereal. And after you eat that bowl of cereal, you go, I'm not really hungry. I eat fast. Yeah. I eat the speed of light. I don't (laughs) even taste the food. I eat like I'm fucking going to the chair. So what happens to you is when you eat that fast, you don't even realize you're full or you're not full. Yeah. So that's what fucking happens to you. But no more, there's no excuses in society today. Yeah. They give you the option. It's not like they're going to give you the best options for breakfast. When I go to an airport now, dog, I eat the fucking granola. 
Yeah, you have to. And that's, that's it. My, my problem was always my eyes are bigger than my stomach. So when I look at like a menu, like especially like a Chinese menu, you want the the main dish, but then you also want dumplings, but then also you want egg rolls, and then I was there. I'm yeah. the king of fucking appetizers. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you also realize that like the last time I went to eat Chinese food with my wife was when uh, my friends were here from Jersey. I got no appetizers. I just got an encore. I didn't get the soup. Because if I get the soup, i got to eat the noodles. Oh, yeah. And you realize that you live. See, in our minds, we think, oh, we won't live. An order a lunch special? I can't just eat that. i got to eat everything. Eat the lunch special. Sit for five minutes. If you're still hungry, then we'll get two more orders of egg rolls and we'll all fucking party. You know, we'll all rock and roll and party. It's, it's really weird how your mind works. I had a, a friend that was really heavy in Denver. She lost 100 pounds. I knew this lady personally, and I got to tell you something. Her eating habits were worse than yours, Lee. She, Jesus. She didn't go to... She wasn't a fast food chick. Fast food was one of the many. Oh, yeah. She was boxes of cookies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you... No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. She'd eat a, a bag to two bags of Chips Ahoy every night. So it was the Chips Ahoy, the Nut Butters... The, 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 I don't even know. I don't even know all the cookies. Yeah. And I didn't know this till we used to go on the road. Oh, jeez. That she spent so much on cookies that instead of buying on the road, she'd bring it with her. Jeez. Before 9-11, she'd bring a suitcase of just goodies. Not driving Lee, on the plane? Lee, <laughs> Lee, listen to me. A suitcase. People at home. A suitcase. Stacked. And like when you bring clothes and you have to fucking get it and close it. Because she felt if she bought it in bulk in L.A., it would be cheaper if she took it on the road with her. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You name it. M&M's, pretzels, fucking. And she'd kill it every night. Kill yeah. boxes of that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was never that bad, but I I used to laugh to myself because when I'd go grocery shopping, that's all my, my car. I was like It would be like a nine-year-old dream. It was chips and cookies and... And I, I, that's the only thing I'd go grocery shopping for because I, I hate cooking. So I would usually go out or maybe cook pasta, but I'd usually go out. But my, my, any time I get ragu out of a can. Huh? You eat ragu out of a can. No, no, no. Like, I don't like ragu. I, I never like I, I, it's a, it's a blue glass thing. I forget what the name of it is. But like I, I get nice pasta sauce. But actually. I need sauce out of a jar and nice pasta sauce. Well, fuck, I can't make pasta. You can make it. That's but it. We're going to start making it. If I can make sauce. You can make sauce? And, you, and I'm an idiot? Because you know I'm a bona fide <laughs> fucking moron. So if I'm a bona fide fucking moron, I can make sauce. I can make shrimp and lobster sauce. I can make a lot of things. I'm just lazy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You know, and everything I can make is fat-induced. Of course. I can make the best steak and eggs in California. I get the best steak. I chop it. I put it over white bread with toast with butter. So the gravy from the fucking steak goes on the butter. So when you dip the toast in the fucking yolk, the toast oh. tastes like the steak. You follow me? I don't fuck around. I put onions on top of the steak. I'm from North Bergen, New Jersey, dog. I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but I know one thing. I know how to fucking eat. Yeah. I didn't get to be 415 pounds. I stand in line at McDonald's. I, I, you want to fucking cook? I'll cook with you at the fucking house. The whole thing is, i tell you what else. This is all, this is all Weight Watcher cheats. Just so you know, when you get back to eating. Okay. Eat a salad before and after and during your dinner. Before and after? Before I go eat, I'll pop three fucking apples. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Why not? Yeah. Last night I got home, I ate a fucking cantaloupe. I got up this morning. I think I was late this morning. I had to take a 22-minute shit. (laughs) I had shit everywhere. I had it on my eyes. I had it everywhere. I had it on my chest. 
You know, because these are things, little things, Lee, and I'm still a fat fuck, but I'm eating better. I'm yeah. eating better. And that's all we've ever wanted from you. I care about you. You're doing this fucking shit. You know how Next time you look at McDonald's, say, look what I'm fucking putting up with because of these motherfuckers. Next time you look at Carl Jr., say to yourself, look what I'm drinking. You might as well let this chick piss in your fucking mouth. It's better, <laughs> it's better than this shit you're drinking. Probably, yeah. It's better. If you take that little roommate of yours, make her run three miles, and you eat her asshole, it tastes better than the shit you're drinking. You and I both know this. We con ourselves and tell her the drink's good, but it tastes like dick. So I, next I'm time you that. look at that, you say to yourself, before I go eat in that motherfucking place, don't want to do that again. Look what yeah. I tasted again. This is worse. You'd rather eat a crack hose asshole. <laughs> Than eat at that fucking place. I tell you this and this and see away because I love you, cousin. No, yeah, I've, uh, it's uh, it's tough. Cause this is I, hard on you. I can tell in your eyes, but now you're used to it. When I'm used to God it, God bless this, you. This God is, bless this you. is fine, but it's a uh, that I'm, I have to go off for like a, a couple weeks when my mom's here. And uh, but where are you going? I'm, I'm going to Vegas the week before, for the weekend before, but my mom's going to be here. And uh, oh, I found I didn't know what you're talking about that garlic restaurant. It's called the Stinking Rose. I looked it up online. It looks amazing. Come on, dog. I don't throw... You know, I ain't fucking with you. Go in there. You go in there. You don't make no plans afterward. Like, Ma, I want to go to the movie. No, Ma. Ma, <laughs> Ma, you don't want to do nothing. In fact, you ain't even staying in the house that night when we go back and put you in a hotel. <laughs> because the shit that... I don't want you to be that embarrassed. Oh, yeah. They have a, they have an appetizer. What is it? It's Break a, it down for these people. It's, it's, it's very go simple. Go to the menu. Get the fucking menu. Break it down for these people. I'll, I'll, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll look at the... Hold on. Ooh, I just okay. got a little garlic fart for you. Cocktail. I'll look at the name of it, but it's a, it's a, like a crock pot or like a clay crock pot, and it's filled with warm olive oil, and they just put garlic cloves in there. Why well, tell let, you guys? They let like get really soft, and like you melt it and on you your see, bread. Yo, and they bring you the fucking garlic. Yeah, and it's like spreading it. You turn it upside down and squeeze it. It's like popping a pimple. <laughs> and it comes out this garlic, and you put it on your fucking bread. Now whatever they bring you, dip that in. Yeah. Guys, you have no fucking idea. I've been there three, two times maybe, and they even have to read the desserts to these yeah, people. Let me find the menu for you. You know I don't fuck around with you people. I only give you the fucking put a little music only too while we're going for the menu. We'll we'll finish with Thriller because I don't have any more lined up. But uh, yeah, this it's a uh, it's fucking crazy menu. Um, yeah, everything is fucking everything. It's called ladies. it's called Banya, Banya Calda is the garlic soaked in a hot tub. Come on, you take that and you rub it on your dick. Your garlic cloves, oven roasted in extra virgin olive oil and butter with a hint of anchovy. <laughs> Guys, I don't fuck with new people. Oh, yeah, and then they, the menu. Uh, they have mussel shrimp uh, and they have fucking prime rib, I think. Uh, they have garlic, garlic, onion, and potato soup. Uh, fucking filet mignon. Uh, fucking. With garlic cloves in it. Oh, yeah. Sticking, coming out of it. And what I'm really excited to try is uh, I can't. Oh, here it is. It's a. Uh, I can't find the name of it, but it's 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 a uh, like shrimp pasta, and like if I can't fucking wait, we gotta call it. What's the dessert? Uh, I'll tell you later. Hold on. What's up, beautiful? How you doing, man? You know me, dog. Over here smoking joints for fucking Jesus. Now let me ask you something. What time did you get up this morning? 4:45. Oh. Shit. All right. And what time did you go to sleep to get up before 45? 9.20. Okay. And so is the baby sleeping? Like a motherfucker. Come on. The baby goes to bed. My wife is fucking um, uh, Hitler for youth. My baby goes to bed at 8.30 and she sleeps till 3.30. My wife pops a tit in her mouth. 
and she continues on till about six or seven. That's amazing. She slept seven hours straight last night. I know that the night before, Saturday night, we had her out all day. We took her to see the UFC. And uh, she went to bed after the UFC. She slept straight till five. My wife was bragging about it to her mother. Seven and a half hours straight. Is amazing. It's the THC in my sperm, dog. It traveled. You follow me? That's old school THC. It's 45 years of sleepy sperm. (laughs) Can you believe that? No, no. She sleeps through the night. Uh, The other night there was a problem. There was issues. Uh, Like one in the morning. But see, my wife has it good. So. If she gets up now, if she sleeps four hours and she gets up, my wife thinks it's an issue. She has no fucking idea. I told her yesterday. No. She has on, no fucking idea. Good. You know, I've seen those women. You've seen them up in the valley, those Mexican women pushing one, pushing two, one in the crib, and they're pregnant. And my well, wife is bitching because there was I a mean, sock on the floor. I, th- I think you might have seen me at one point in time w- w- walking to St. Bernard. I had one in a stroller, one in a backpack, and one holding my hand. Man, that was amazing that your youngest turned 16 yesterday, huh? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 16, man. Turned 16 yesterday. I was, it was, I I couldn't even believe it. I could, I, I, he was standing there next to this six, one and a half bean, bean sock. And I'm like, this dude is 16 years old. 16. I can't even believe it. I mean, smoking weed the whole the whole thing. Is he smoking weed? Yeah. How much? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot. Well, he don't like the booze, so we won there. No, he went past it. He doesn't like it. No, that's what we're saying. He don't like the booze, so we won there. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I won all around with that one. No, you hit the jackpot. He's healthy, and that's the number one thing, brother. Yeah. We just spent uh, a weekend in D.C., man. It was... For his birthday, it was good. What was in DC? Shows. You just oh, okay. You did some shows. And I took did some shows. You. I did some shows at this new comedy club. I keep going. They keep putting me into these new places. <laughs> Joey, you would have lost your mind. Okay, so it was the Living Social Building in DC. So it wasn't a comedy club. It was they bought a building. So it was a room that basically it was an empty office, and they probably thought, "What the fuck are we going to do with this?" I mean, honestly, after I did my comedy, it looked like they could have put a macrame class in there. There was two, you know, those old DJ speakers at my bar mitzvah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They stand them up. (laughs) Yeah, they had one of those on either side of the stage. The stage was like those, it was basically a piece of wood with four milk cartons on the edge. Um, There was no liquor. And it was, <laughs> it was, uh, they just served Pabst Blue Ribbon in a can, Heineken in a bottle, and wine. And no waitresses, so you had to get up and get your own drink. <laughs> did you, did you cast a check yet? Yeah, I got the check and uh, cash it. You bang that motherfucker <laughs> that night, you go right to the ATM machine. <laughs> you pay an extra six ninety five to tell you that check is bogus, bitch. You take it right me, back. I tell you something else. D.C. is home of the cab driver that doesn't know where the fuck anything is. I got into three cabs. And one, one address, I said, can you take me to 9 F, 918 F Street? Now, that's an easy one because F Street, you know, it's in a little quadrant. And he said, where is that? I said, it's on 918 F Street. And he goes, do you know how to get there? <laughs> no. I go, do you have a GPS? And he goes, do you think I'm rich? I go, no, I think you're a fucking cab driver. So you should know where the fuck you're going. 
He had no idea. We had to pull over and ask another cab driver how to get there. That's it was the worst. Now, you've never played the improv in D.C.? None of those clubs? In D- I've never played the improv either, so. I haven't. You know what? Outside of the Southern California improvs, the improv doesn't give me a whole lot of love. Huh. I'm not sure. That's fucking crazy. That, yeah, they don't. I don't play D.C. at all. At least you go to D.C. I, I haven't been to D.C. in 22 fucking years. Are you allowed to go to D.C.? Yeah, yeah I got no warrants in D.C. <laughs> Where are the warrants right now? Just right now, there's them. one warrant existing, and we're trying to take care of it in Seattle. But they're such a fucking cocksuckers. When, how long? What's that warrant for? This warrant is from 1997 to failure to go to anger management clubs. Uh, that's it? That's it. Anger management class. I'm sorry. So they're not, and they won't budge on that? It's $10,000 felony warrant. If I get arrested get in here. Oregon or I get arrested in Idaho, I go to jail in Seattle. They, they extradite me back to Seattle. I finally, Josh Wolf, took care of the whole child support thing. Yep. After four fucking years. In fact, Saturday, I got two checks back from them. Wait, they they actually paid you back? They sent me two checks back. Holy Josh, shit. they were taking money out of my check for fucking four years after the fact. I thought they were taking it for uh, for old money. No. Excuse me. They were taking it for after the fact. You really got to watch your paperwork in today's society because you don't know what the fuck you're really paying for anymore. How much did they take from you? They took 3500 out of a checking account that I didn't have. I was saving for my taxes. They just right. went in there and fucking yanked it out of there without no saying nothing. And they said they were going to come back for more, like the outlaw Josie Wales. They were coming <laughs> back, dog. These motherfuckers don't fuck around. And I got panicky. So I called, and it was California that said that I owed them interest. They were collecting a VIG that they weren't allowed to collect. By law, they weren't allowed to collect it. So now they're spitting Shit. me all these checks. You know, when they look for you, her biggest mistake was that she went worldwide with it like a little fucking rat. And this is why, you know, 30 years ago, you get away with anything. Today, my friends, with the computer age, you're fucked. You know, I went and tried to get my background checked. There's 20 towns that never gave my arrest records up or nothing. Because in the 80s, nobody gave a fuck. Who cares? He stabbed somebody. Throw that away. Yeah. Now, fucking, they put everything down. They got everything on computer. Uh, what else is going on in your world, brother? Buddy, I got that book coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's why you called. I was happy about that. We want to talk about that. How long did it I take you that- to write this book? It took, I guess it took like two or three months. You know, mostly it's and you know you're right up front in the in the in the in the in the thank yous. Thank you, sir. Because it's it's right up. Uh, it took about two or three months, man. But not, it, I guess, for a book that's not that long. But it, they're all real stories, you know, and they're all about that time of my life when I was raising those kids by myself. But and I always said like I, I made sure. <laughs> I actually called Child Protective Services, and I said, listen, if I write, if something comes out retroactively, I can't get in trouble for shit that happened with the kids, right? Like, we did some stuff that I'm sure the law would not be happy about. But retro, you know, it was many years ago when we did what we had to do to survive, you know what I mean? Whoa, 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 whoa. You did nothing but raise three children. And you yeah, do them to the best of your ability. Shit. Gives a fuck. I remember, remember when we were going to rob the coffee maker and we cased yeah. the fucking joint all day, the Starbucks on Melrose? That's not even there no more. 
I told you I was robbing those. I was a fucking king of the coffee. When coffee went public, I made millions of dollars selling and stealing and fucking espresso. I love you, espresso. What am I? One of my favorite things to, to watch you do was going to 7-Eleven. Because, you, and you would tell me, the trick to stealing something at 7-Eleven is buying something. Because you can't just go in and steal something. They're going to watch you. So you would go up and you would put something on the counter. And as you put something on the counter, you would have him turn around and get something. And you would basically take... Everything off of that camera. Everything. Lighters, peanuts, M&M's, a fucking <laughs> Valentine's card. <laughs> Even if I didn't have a Valentine's. <laughs> you would walk in there, and but that's how, you know, we went on the walk with the kids. We grabbed some stuff off the counter. Whatever you can pull. But yeah, man, the whole, and here's the thing. This is the thing of this book, man. Is it, uh... It's got a little bit of everything because, you know, uh, if even if you don't have kids, look, I was a young guy still trying to, you know, get people to have sex with me in the back of a minivan, you know what I mean? It's not easy, that's not exactly a panty dropper when you have to move a car seat to have sex with somebody. So all that stuff is still in there. And, you know, my big thing right now and why I'm pushing it is because my publisher kind of fucked me. They made a huge they had some bigger names start signing books okay? and they kind of lost me in the shuffle and then my publisher my editor admitted to me I dropped the ball she said I dropped the ball I'm really sorry and as soon as she said that it was almost like she felt like she could completely drop the ball and they let me go so I'm telling people I want to get on that New York Times bestseller list just to spite those people man alright let's do this I, and I, and I want to if I get on there I, I'm going to go into my editor's office and in New York, and I'm going to take a shit out of her desk. And then save something for Lee. No, no, no. I'm proud of you. They, I, bro, I'm trying to write a book now, and I've been writing 18 fucking books. I got 19 directions I'm going with. But I also Tell told me, you when I what first... What are you trying to do with it? Are you trying to do uh, the New York, from New York in Colorado? No, you I, don't, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do what brought me down and how I brought myself up. You know, it wasn't anything that I robbed. It was having uh, two or three conversations that really changed my life. And I want to write it from there. But I also told you that there's nights I'm going, you know, TV starts at 8 o'clock. And, you know, my wife watches Jeopardy. And I don't know what comes on at 7.30. 8 o'clock, I'm going through the channels. And I'll look at Chelsea. And I'll see that you're on. And I watch you. And I see you with your hat. And I see you having a good time and giggling and laughing. And I think about when I'd see you in the mornings making fucking breakfast with a kid in your chest and your hat on and feeding two more and I'd come break your balls about what's for breakfast and you'd even <laughs> feed me, you'd even feed me, you know? Beans and uh, turkey burgers, the healthiest thing out there. But it's amazing if people only knew, and I always thought that'd be a very interesting story, that there was more well, yeah, behind yeah, that I, and uh, you stepped up to the pump as a man. I could never do it. Now I had to do it at 50, but you were doing it when you were in your fucking early 30s. Wait a second, 50? Is that how you? Is that how old you're telling people you are? I'm 50 right now. I just turned 50, <laughs> February 19th. You know what's crazy is that, listen, forever, and this is true, I, people say, how old is Joe Diaz? And I would say, he could be 30, he could be 50. He's really, you don't know. <laughs> Nobody fucking yeah. knows. I'm going to stay 50 <laughs> was, for about eight I years. Like, I, I've always told people, it depends which ID he shows you. Because he could show you one where he's 33. Oh, yeah, I got them all up. I got a birth certificate that says I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, you can show him one, yeah. You know, but people think I, I don't have a passport. How the fuck does a, a, a guy like me live on this planet 
without a passport. You understand me? I got a passport. Jose Diaz, Joey Diaz don't have a passport, but no, I got a passport. Got but now with cameras and surveillance, they're going to know I'm fucking mad flavor. You know, somebody's going to follow me on Twitter, those places now. Now, you, you don't go to Oregon or Idaho, do you? I, I went to Oregon, you know, Idaho. I haven't been to in fucking years, but I've been to Oregon to Bend and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it always sits in the back of your mind, but you never really think about it. I mean, they're throwing me. They want me to go up there and turn myself in and wait for three days and go in front of a fucking judge. And, and I'm trying to do it with a bail bond and see if the quicker I get rid of that, I could go to fucking China and I go to Hong Kong and I go to England and do comedy. I still can't go to Canada. What do you mean you're going to go to China and do comedy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Once I fucking get Seattle taken care of, I could go to China and do comedy, which I wanted to go to England. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to Who Hong Kong. Go to China and do comedy for? Because <laughs> I want to run with Bruce Lee's nephew. I don't fucking know. They got spare ribs. I mean, listen, can I tell you something? If you went to China, you would be... I just imagine you walking through the streets and people following you. <laughs> just How about Japan? I want to go to Japan. I, I want to go to Thailand and get my balls sucked. Did you ever think of that? Let me tell you something. They have never seen a body, a body like yours in China. Yes, they you, do. Bolo and Enter the Dragon. Remember, he was all juiced up and shit. <laughs> and he's still walking around in North Hollywood somewhere selling fucking... You could shave, maybe shave your head and go back. You could be the Buddha. The new Buddha for China. Stop, dog. <laughs> Stop. I, I'm telling you. My, my, one of my favorite things you ever said to anybody was that we were at a comedy show and there was a good-looking Asian woman in the front row. And you go, oh, hey, hey, yo, Gina, you're sexy, aren't you? And she goes, oh, thank you. And you go, you make me want to go home and play Karate Kid with myself. <laughs> All that was on the plane with me, there was a dirty, filthy fucking whore on the plane with me, a Vietnamese oh, yeah? one. She got on the plane with me, she sat behind me, and she had the people behind me. Tell, she was talking about she's an artist and all this shit, Circus de Soleil. This bitch had big-ass titties, and she was banging. She had a weird face, though. You know, she wasn't no fucking Korean chick that looked hot, but she was banging, and she's back. And I finally, the guy got up, and she's like, don't you talk? And I looked at him, I said, you know what? You're a filthy fucking animal, aren't you? And she just turned pale. Because I told her future. She didn't have to pay for this shit. She was a filthy <laughs> animal. In fact, they were flying this bitch in to suck dick. That's how filthy she was. But in she, Vegas? No, we were coming back from Louisiana last week. How? That was pretty amazing? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I'm still fucking... When I look at the camera with the pictures, I still... My head almost blows up. Wait a second. You also went to UFC this weekend? No, I watched it. I didn't go anywhere this week. I just watched it. It was in Montreal. I'm not allowed in Canada. That's right. I didn't get to see it. So did GSP kill him? No. GSP beat him, but not for what you thought. Let me tell you something. In the third round, Momo came to life. Diaz came to life and started throwing punches and opened him up. And you could see that uh, GSP was a little worried. He knew that if that guy went on a flurry, that guy swims to Alcatraz and back, Josh Wolf. He does what? He swims to Alcatraz and back. He runs, you know, 20 miles. He he goes to jiu-jitsu. He runs. He comes back. And he does this smoking weed, which is even more of a miracle, you know. The guy's just one of those guys. I'm going to see those guys hopefully this week. I'm going to Sacramento. Go? When are you going to be in Sacramento? I'm in Sacramento. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you. I'm there on the 28th. When are you there? I'm there this weekend. So you're there the week after. I'll be pushing you up there. Yeah, man. I'm just there for one night to sell this book man 
I, I got to tell you, this has been this is the thing that I'm most nervous about that I've ever done. You know, I, do you get nervous for anything anymore? Everything. I don't get nervous when I go on stage anymore. I still get nervous. That's what makes me go bananas. Well, I, you see, here's the thing. I guess we're saying different things. Like I, I get energy, like anxious, but I don't. I don't get nervous. I used to think every night before I went on stage, I used to think tonight is the night that they find out I'm not that funny. That just went away a couple months ago. And now it's more of a nerves like, oh shit, these people are actually here to see me. I hope I don't let them down. I do think that, but I, I don't think that's nervous. You know what I mean? That's more like, it's, I guess maybe it is nervous, but now it's more of a fear of letting people down. Like I, these people actually came to see me. I hope I don't let them down. Like I hope I can live up to, to you know, to them getting a babysitter and buying two tickets and buying two drinks each, you know, that I, I feel like that's my responsibility. And I used to get nervous. Like I, I know I'm not funny. Now they're not, they're going to know I'm not funny. I don't get that anymore, but I'm really nervous about this. Because Do you get very insecure before you go on stage? What's Do you that? think of everything bad that you've done and how you're not funny? That's what I think about. I beat myself up in that way. You know, well, I beat myself. I beat myself like if I, if I, you know, if I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, right, which I will be this coming up soon. But Chattanooga, Tennessee, I'm assuming not a whole lot of money, right? So say, you know, Tom and Jane spend their little bit of money that they get, you know, they got one date night and they save it up to come see me. That's their responsibility. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck, what if I fuck their night up? Yeah, I'm so the same way. I'm thinking that too. I don't even like people buying t-shirts after the show. Or buying no, me neither. Anything. Me neither. Because I, I know it. that I say, you got a babysitter. I and, oh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. Even when you I was coked I, up and I needed $40, I couldn't yeah. sell nothing. And you know I could sell anything. I would have mm -hmm. sold fucking keys to somebody's apartment in those yep. days. I don't give a fuck, but I couldn't do it. I don't have the balls to go up to somebody after they spend seven dollars a drink and twenty a show to say I need a T-shirt now for twenty dollars or whatever the fuck. What what kind of stories do you have in this book, bro? Man, I got. Look, do you remember the peanut butter and jelly delivery service? Yeah. I got the story about you know when I had obviously I had no money and the kids uh, they um, I couldn't afford daycare. Um, but we needed to make money, and you know, you go to the improv, you make ten dollars a set. So you know, people, you can't make money in town. Like remember when they used to leave other people's checks in the front? Remember, you get your check. I used to steal uh, little checks and Drew put them in my check account. Drew Carey had all those checks, and we used to steal them and put them in my check account. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> what are you gonna do, dude? Yeah. Sign them over and wish he never asked. <laughs> Drew Carey, he would get those fifty dollars. Drew Carey would get fifty dollars checks. We get like seven fifty. Yeah, he would get the fifty dollars check for because they would go down and do a live version of whose line it is it anyways. Seven fifty. Yeah, it was the best. Seven dollars so and fifty cents. It was the bad bad checks, and people would be like, "Aren't you making money in town? Making money in town? What was the comedy store? Twenty bucks? 10. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen a set. So if you do one set a night, you get seventy five fucking dollars or something like that. Yeah, week. it wasn't great. Um, but uh. So, you know, I used to, uh, I had to figure out a way to make money. So I started that, um, that peanut butter and jelly delivery service where I would take the kids and we, we deliver menus to places in Hollywood and they would, uh, they would order peanut butter and jelly sandwiches from us and we would make them at the house and deliver them in a little red wagon. And then, but I always had the kids deliver the food and I would, 
I would make them look a little dirty because they would get better tips if they looked a little dirty. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like I would mess up their hair just a little bit to make them look a little sadder. And I was like, make sure you don't smile too much in there. You you rub dirt in their face on the teeth. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> make, make make sure you look a little sad. Like you haven't eaten in a couple of days. Like you're making them a sandwich. You can't eat one. It's really funny. Um, that I look at you now and. People look at you and you're all bright and shiny, but you paid your dues, bro, and you paid your dues times ten. You slung a lot of dick, so God made you raise a kid by yourself, and uh, mm -hmm. it turned you into a savage, bro. Well, listen, it just basically taught me that there was no, there was no room to to quit. I mean, there's no. It, it, it taught me like when I was living in that one bedroom with all those kids and that fucking Saint Bernard. And I was, they, you know, they were eating two meals a day and maybe I was eating one. It just basically taught me that uh, you know, there's no time to, to feel sorry for yourself. Because you're just going to, if you feel sorry for yourself, you're just going to keep saying, you're going to sink deeper into the shit. And there were days, uh, here's what I always try to promise myself, is that, look, there may be not, there may be days where I don't move forward. I just want to make sure I don't move any further backwards than I am. So I used to always tell myself the the, the saying was that I got to just keep my legs moving. Do you know what I mean? Like, as long as I kept my legs moving, I wouldn't move backwards. And that was my main, at one point, I was just like, I, I can't move any further backwards. Like, I have to make sure that this is as low as I get. And as long as I keep my legs moving, eventually I'll move forwards. And that's basically what it was every day. But you know, I mean, you were there. You no, were, I, you I, were I, on I, my couch. I saw the whole fucking thing evolve. Now, where can they buy this book? Tonight, where can they pre-order tonight? If you go to Amazon.com and you uh, search Josh Wolf, it takes balls is the name of the is the name. I told you that was going to be the name of the book. Right, right, right. No worries. So it takes balls is the I name like of the it. book. I like it. <laughs> and um, it's also, man. Like, look, there are tons of funny um, stories about there, like books out there from moms or you know telling their version and this is really from a guy's point of view like i said it's there's there's nothing particularly nice about it there's a lot of irreverent dirty shit in there but it's what happened you know that's what happened we 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 stole a lot of shit to get by but we did it and we're here we're fucking here hey bro like i said that last week i was sitting next to the greatest you know and uh, i couldn't believe it josh wolf you can't believe that we stuck it out here. We could have left years ago. Could have left years ago. I I think we talked about like yeah. who who was on that first Comedy Store lineup when we walked in, and I don't know who's still around. No, I don't know. And we both I know mean, that it's sticking around and just waking up and believing, <laughs> and something will happen every fucking day, man. Yeah. Do you remember who we thought were the kings of that Comedy Store when we first got there? Wheels. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Jesus. Eddie Griffin uh, was there a lot. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Griffin. Griffin was there all the time. You know, Is he date? No, 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 no. Yeah, he's in Vegas Monday through Wednesday. He's got a room in Vegas. I think he splits with Roseanne Barr or something like that, where he sings and jumps up and down and stuff, and then he does here. the improvs on the weekend. A lot of people in Vegas now during the week. Roseanne Barr is in Vegas. A lot of people moving to Vegas during the week and doing their thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, why not? You know, at that point, why not? 
So a lot of people... Weren't you going to do some Vegas? You know, I was going to do some Vegas, and they wanted me to stay at the Riviera. And you know what? I'm thinking, I'm trying to look for a place now that I could go in once a month, Friday and Saturday, at 10 or at midnight, and talk shit for an hour and get the fuck out of there. At the Riviera? No, it would be ideal for me anywhere. Like, anywhere in Vegas, I could pick up a Friday and Saturday, a midnight show. I would love it. Once a month. Not with the UFC is there. Nothing to do with the UFC. Nothing like that. Just pick a random fucking date and be there every month. The third Friday and Saturday of the month. And just go there and work out a, a combination stand-up type one-man show. I'm getting older, so it's just pushing me there now. The faster I get there and pay the dues, the faster I get moving, cooking with oil. But yeah. I don't know what my well, I mean, next move is, you know? I would think that that would be a perfect spot for a couple of late-night shows a month. I'll put a tuxedo on and insult people, be like Red Fox, <laughs> tell people to suck my Listen, dick late night. I love it. When you used to go on stage in when you first got to Seattle, you went on stage in a suit. Well, the one suit I had, the one jacket. Yeah, well, that, that was your that was your court suit, your wedding suit, your funeral suit. That's everything that rolled up in fucking one, man. That's just a... <laughs> now let me ask you this. Beside Amazon, any other portals we could go to? Anywhere? Any other places we could go to, or you just have it on Amazon? That's it. I would just go Amazon. And what about pre-order? Is there any pre-ordering going on? Because that pushes yeah, your if, numbers up. If, if you pre-order it, it pushes the numbers up. You also get a better deal if you pre-order it. Please go over there to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Look up Josh Wolf, and look at the book. It takes balls. Uh, uh, this is not a fucking joke, guy. That. I know the dues he paid, and I know what he suffered. I couldn't even look at him, because I was a failure next to him. Uh, he was raising a child, he was doing comedy, and he did what he had to do, and that was it. He was like the bull before he went to prison, you know? He just, he did what he had to do, and that's how we fucking make it happen. What's going on with the family? How they doing? Everybody's good, man. Come on. Where's Fredo uh, at? Where's Fredo at? Yeah. Fredo's in town. I saw him last night. Uh, at the at Jacob's birthday party and Yo, Danny's, right. you know they're all good, man. And and Scott Wolf is still probably booking a pilot every year. And Gary Wolf and Mike Wolf uh, started a, a a company where they direct commercials. Good for that. I mean, look man. at that. How about that? And my oldest brother's gonna be fifty this in in a couple of days. Adam. Well, fuck, I'm fifty already. So how we do that? Huh? And shit, how we make that happen? I don't know, maybe you guys can go on the road together. <laughs> I got enough fucking headaches. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Thank you for calling in, my friend. You're a All good right, man. Thank you. And have these people go. It takes balls. Go on Amazon. Take a look. Uh, I'm in there, and we have a lot of great stories and history together. Thank you, cocksucker. I love you. All right, buddy. Stay blessed. Love you. There you have it, bitch. Another fun. Lee, you're falling asleep over there like a fucking multi. No, no. That's a fellow Jew. You should be over here saluting the flag of fucking Hanukkah. I wasn't. I wasn't falling asleep. I was laughing. You were laughing. What are yeah. you laughing about? I could just imagine you walking in China. They're all like like my my size and skinny, and then you'll be there like what six feet, like towering over them. That'd be hilarious. Lee, I'm gonna put this electronic cigarette out in the eyeball. Got it wouldn't do anything. It's a little electronic. <laughs> So you're down to 56 pounds? Yeah, almost 57. You, yeah. you look good, you're making healthy, and you're doing good things for the church of what's happening now. Thank you very much. And thank you for all you cocksuckers for listening today. I know we went a little over today, but who gives a fuck? It's Monday. Go out there, live your life. Don't worry about Twitter, Facebook. Sling dick like you fucking, you got it coming to you, which you do. You got it coming to you. Go out there and make it happen. I want to thank my sponsors on it. Like I said, go to on it. Get the protein powder, that T plus, testosterone. I have not started yet. 
but I have friends that have gone on it and they said they've made some pretty good gains after a week and a half, two weeks. Give it a fucking try. Always Alpha Brain. I'm back on it again and that's why I'm firing with two fucking cylinders this morning. Because Alpha Brain, you snort that shit and put one in your asshole, you're ready to fucking go. Joking. Just eat two of them. Fat man alert. Lee Juicing, the whole fucking deal. I love you, cocksuckers. Thank you very much. Go to joeydiaz.net. We got the shirts. We got the hoodies. We got the fucking, uh, what else? The long sleeve commemorative. Uh, the church of what's happening now to help us with Lipson and whatever the fuck we got. We got the flying Jew insignia. Look at him. He's looking oh, more shit. like a little fucking Arab every day. Don't forget, I'm in Sacramento this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I need your help in Miami for the Miami or uh, the South Beach Comedy Festival sponsored by uh, Comedy Central. We're down there with Bill Burr. I'm performing April 19th. I need that to sell out to add a second show on April 20th. Lisa Yat's going to come down there with me and be the MC that night and bring me up and say hello with a tuxedo on, a Jew with a tuxedo oh, on. You know it's going to be fucking bad. That's what happens if we get added on the 20th. So I love you guys. Go to the Comedy Central one or go to South Beach Comedy. It was on this morning on my Twitter. And that's it. I love you motherfuckers with all my heart. I want to thank Josh Wolf for calling in. Let him know. Again, go to Amazon. It takes balls. Uh, support. He's part of uh, our fucking family here at the church of what's happening. Now, Lee, what do you got to tell these people? Uh, no, I, I do videos uh, for my weight loss every night. Uh, just follow me on Twitter, uh, Lee Syatt, L-E-E-S-Y-A-T-T. Uh, we put up a new Matt Flavors World last night, so go check that out. Thank you, Lee. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, it's a set from Flappers you tape. Yeah, yeah. They tape. Yeah, yeah. I just put up it's a... tape you told them to get it together, cocksuckers. It's very funny. But um, is, uh, is Soul Shine a good song Who? by Almond Brothers? Soul Shine? Uh, yeah, anything by the Almond Brothers All right. is good. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, and, Wednesday uh, morning. We love you, motherfuckers. And next Wednesday, live podcast, Lee Syatt and Benny Curdo at the Ice House. Get tickets now. 626-577-1894. Live podcast monologue. Want to try it. What, what do we got to lose? Let's go to, t- 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 tickets are $10. Who gives yeah, a fuck? And I don't have to work after, so I'll stay late and, that's right, and let bullshit. Joey bust my balls. And smoke some dope. I love you guys. Stay black. Have a great day. We'll see you Wednesday at 6 a.m.